Hey everybody, it's Ben and Tessa, Tessa and Ben, however you want to say it. Uh, yeah, it depends on how big of an ego you have. <laughs> okay, then Ben and Tessa, Tessa and Ben, I don't know, it doesn't I, matter to I me. I think it's it's the Tessa Van Wade show. Uh, yeah, but you made me stop saying that. No, no, I never did that. <laughs> you did. We you have said- it. We have it on on record. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I could go back and listen and answer this once and for all. Whatever you just said, I should do. Actually, we do not have that on record. You said that after the mics were off. What I said was try to switch it up <laughs> instead of just going. Welcome to the Tessa Van Wade show. By the way, I've been watching a lot of YouTube uh, videos. Don't ask me why. I've been lo- watching a lot of YouTube videos and these, the, all these influencers, these girls, they all say the exact same thing every single time they start a new video. So what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say I was doing it okay. <laughs> oh, so you're just going to do what everybody else does? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are influencers. That's their job, right? Well, to get us to do exactly what they do. Oh, Lord. Well, I mean, it would just be nice to be able to say the same thing. Welcome to the Tessa Van Wade show. You can. I I listen to a lot of podcasts and actually most of the ones I listen to, they don't have an intro. They just start talking. I feel so weird doing that. Well, and then, well, they start talking and then the intro music comes in and then they start the show. So it's kind of like a prelude. Oh, I don't, I don't think there's any hard rule. Okay. Well, we'll just be us and do that that way. But you, anyway, we're moving on. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, uh, we did did something big this weekend. We did do something big this weekend. Yeah, like a a big parenting moment this weekend. Well, before we even say what what it is that we did this weekend, I want to say when you first meet somebody, when you're teenagers practically, or literally. <laughs> yeah, in, in our case, literally. <laughs> um, when you first when you first meet somebody, you you kind of just focus on each other at that moment and all of that, but you don't think about twenty years down the future in the future. Well, yeah, when, I mean, obviously, because most teenage relationships last a couple of months. I know, but how crazy would it have been to think at that moment? about what we were going to end up doing this weekend. It's yeah. just, you know? <laughs> we're making it sound like this huge ordeal. It which was. It, it kind of is to us, but I don't know if it is to most people. But Stop it. It's totally a big ordeal. Uh, it's definitely a, um, a moment that every parent, you know, either uh, chooses to do or not. Yeah. Well, because each of us, we got to say what it is now. Well, before. hold on, hold on. Before we do that. Okay. Uh, I agree with you when, you know, we have the rare opportunity to explain like how when we were teenagers and first got together, I wasn't thinking we would be doing any of this stuff because I was going away to college. We got together in April yeah. of our senior year and I was going away to college in, in September. So I wasn't thinking past summertime. <laughs> like you didn't put me past summertime. Yeah, well, I mean, I, it's not that I didn't. It's just that I was 17 and my world wasn't that far in the future. 
So I think that when we first met, you did put me past summertime and that was, and that was the problem is that before I came along, cause you told me we had a whole conversation, unless you were lying to me, we had a whole conversation about how <laughs> I, wasn't, I guarantee I wasn't lying. I might've been, you know, manipulating a little bit to see what I could get out of you. <laughs> Physical wise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just kidding. Stop it. I'm kidding. No, but you, we had a whole conversation where you were like, yeah, I wasn't thinking about having a relationship right before I go away to college. Well, it's complicated. I mean, I went to school three hours away from our hometown and you weren't going. I know. And it was like, what are we going to do? This is going to Not suck. only was I not going, I was really not capable of going because my, we, I, we honestly had no money to our name at that point because of the divorce that my parents were going through. Yeah. So yeah, you were, you were going to stay in town and, and go to school there. Yeah. Yeah. And I did, I, I yeah. did. But what I'm saying is in that conversation, you were like, you were like, yeah, I mean, I was kind of where I'm going to a college with a bunch of really hot women. So <laughs> I like did not yeah. expect to, I mean, the, you were known for saying things really, really I well. I guarantee I said that. I guarantee I said <laughs> you that. You did. But not in, I probably, I probably didn't say it like that. You can't picture yourself saying it like that? Well, I, if I did say it like that, it was a joke. It wasn't <laughs> serious. Uh, <laughs> the, the college I went to was. I didn't take offense to it, so it was fine. The university that I went to, it was a four to one women to men ratio. I know. So like I was jumping into the woman pool. Right. But I basically just like rafted. I rafted across the pool for four (laughs) years because I was with you. I'm trying to picture what that means. But I was using this analogy where I didn't get wet because it's a pool. (laughs) (laughs) Leave the analogies to the professionals. Um, Yeah. So when we... You know, when you get Are together, there professional that young, analogists, analogists, I think that is a, a technical term. Oh, I'm kidding. I've Analropists. Never, no, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody has seen, what is that show? It's from Arrested, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Let's not get into okay. that. Okay. <laughs> but let me finish. Okay. Um, when you get together that young, you're not thinking long term. Now, if somebody were to get together in their 30s, it's like every minute counts. Yeah. It's like, where is this going? Because there's no need to waste time yeah. at this point. But we had all the time in the world to waste. We did. So I wasn't thinking, you know, someday this woman, this young woman, not even a woman yet, really. <laughs> uh, physically, yes, but you couldn't <laughs> vote yet. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I wasn't quite a man yet. I would still say I was pretty boyish. Anyway, I'm going off on a rampage. (laughs) A rampage? Uh, Not a rampage, (laughs) a tangent (laughs) rubbing off on me. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, my thought was not, you know, I need to start making life decisions with this person. It was, let's have fun. (laughs) We did have so much fun that that year but like i said it doesn't when you're when you are young you don't think about 20 years down the road about the things you will do together and i have to say that the 
things like we did this weekend, which we will get to. It's quite a cliffhanger. I know. It's going to be so disappointing. When I you know. Say it. It's going to be so disappointing. <laughs> um, the things that we did this weekend, I, you know, there's a different feeling that I have towards you even when we're doing this. It's for, it's, do we want to tell them? I'm, I'm proud of us. I know. Because I always wondered how we would do this. Me too. When the time came. I know. We're really building it up. <laughs> do you want me to say it? Or do you yeah, you it? go ahead. Uh, this weekend, we bought our our daughter her own car. Yes. We bought her a car. We bought her a car. Like, not for us. Yep. But, like, we bought a car. Yep. And we said, this is yours. Yeah. I know. Crazy. It was crazy. And everybody else has just turned off the podcast like, oh, because please, of how boring on. that was. They're like, we've done that like 10 times. <laughs> no, but, but I, I, no. I remember when I got my car yeah. when I was 16, a lot of my friends, their parents didn't buy them cars. Right. If they wanted to drive a car, they had to earn it and mm. buy it themselves, pay for the insurance, pay for the gas. Oh, interesting. Um, I paid for my gas, but my parents had to buy me a car because I needed um, transportation. Yeah. Uh, we won't get into why, but um, I was basically on my own. So I had to get around on my own. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it to me, it's a big deal because. It is a big deal. 17 years goes by really fast. It and really I feel does. like it wasn't that long ago where we're like, we can't even afford our own car. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, when you and I both got bought, we both had our cars bought for us when we were younger. Yeah. And, and actually my parents bought mine for me at 15 and we, my dad had always wanted to have a Mustang. My dad was one of those people who could, who could, you know, um, what's it called when you put together a car? Just rebuild a car. Mm, there's some kind of word build for it. Build a car? <laughs> no. Like when you make a car look good again. There's no re restore, word. Restore. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Um, he was really good at restoring cars and he really, really, for some reason he had it in his mind that he really wanted to get a Mustang. And I remember we went, there was this one, there was this one place that we went, we, we found him in the thrifty saver. Is yeah, that right? The penny saver. Penny saver. We, we found it in the penny saver and, uh, we went, it was like in, uh, I don't know. It's in like Bakersfield or something like that. Beautiful. The first car, <laughs> the first car that we went to see. And um, we walk into this garage and I think the car was like six or $7,000. And we were really only seeing it because my dad was already like, no, that was that's definitely too much way for too dad. expensive. Yeah. That's basically rebuilt already. <clears throat> yeah. But I think what he saw was he saw the, the year of the car and he saw what kind of car it was and he just wanted to see it. Yeah. It, but little did he know how much I would be like, what? I want this car. I really want it. But we walk into this garage and it's this blue, like dark blue, um, convertible, oh, like sweet. roadster. Cool. It was amazing. You should have just bought that. I know. I mean, yours was cool, but I know that sounds cooler, but he, I, I begged and begged. I was like, please get me that Your one, parents please. probably didn't have $6,000 no, to spend on you. I'm sure they didn't. But yeah. so we didn't get that one. But then we went and we went and found a, a Mustang that couldn't actually even run yet because the, the, 
the oils and the gas had been sitting for so long that yeah. we had to have it flushed and all of that kind of stuff. And then we spent the next year like restoring the car. And so you that say, was... You say we. What uh, Were you like buffing the the side panels and stuff? No, no, you, no. But I did help with certain little things. Yeah. Ben. No, I'm curious. I'm, I've never known how much you actually put <laughs> yeah, into it. Very little. Oh. <laughs> you always talk about like, because he wanted to like restore cars. Yeah, each he one wanted to restore it. Seth obviously worked a lot more on his with dad than it just wasn't like that in our family. And so I, I think I probably would have enjoyed it. He showed me how to change my, my fuel pump. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's good to Significant. know. <laughs> well, especially on those old cars, you could pretty much do anything on those. You don't have to have... A ton of knowledge. Yeah. As long as you know how to like take things out and put them back where they came from. Yeah. You know. But I, you know, we spent about $2,000 on it. And then you said that you spent about $2,000 on yours. I think my parents bought my car. It was sweet. Oh, no. It, well, you remember it. I had it when I when we I got do. together. I do. Absolutely It was a 1980 it. silver Nissan 280ZX. What's funny is you talk about it as though it's being sweet. <laughs> And I do agree that it was well kept. It's like a poor man's Porsche. But that kind of car, I didn't it ever was, love. It, I think of it as like a poor man's Porsche. There was a Porsche that looked really similar to it, obviously way better. Um, but I just basically drove it like it was a Porsche. But I do remember, I do remember a day on the road in Visalia in hot summer. I look over and like you you reach in the middle console and you twist a little knobby thing. Oh yeah. And it moves my mirror to like a yeah, certain position. Yeah, that was a position. big deal. I mean, this was a 1980. Yeah. And it had like electronic mirrors. Yeah. And you like moved and it. And it still worked. And I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, he's so hot that he he's just so cool. moved that mirror." Yeah. Hey, did I cuz it was a stick shift and my brother when he taught me how to drive, he taught me that you know, driving a stick shift, what you do when you have a girl in the car, you kind of like, you put it in gear. Yeah. Preferably like fourth gear because it's kind of like down towards the center console. Uh -huh. You could easily just slide your hand over onto their thigh. Oh, I guarantee you did that. Yeah. It was a good move. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah. It was a good move. Yeah. Anything, any kind of move that you gave during that time was a good move. Yeah, that was my... Okay, uh, maybe not any kind of move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... There were some failures. But it is fun, yes. We have reached milestones because we are old and we have been together for yeah. so freaking long. Well, and for a while you were like, okay, I want to get, Evie, a big, safe SUV for her. Yeah. Uh, that has like a million airbags and can just basically run over other cars. <laughs> So that she's safe. <laughs> and I'm thinking, uh, no, when we're not going to do that. Listen. Especially with gas prices right now. I know. When, yeah. When you have a parent that died in a car accident, it, it does mess with your head a little bit. It's a little bit like, I know. But, you know, my dad was in a huge truck. So clearly it doesn't matter. It's yeah. one of those things. Um, I mean, you got to teach your kids to drive because we live in America and you have to drive in America. That's our system. Yeah. And um, in order to set her up for being able to get a job and drive to school, she's got to drive. Yeah. And we found a cool little like. Cool? 
I think it's cool. Is it I cool? I like it. I don't know. She likes it. <laughs> we found a little Toyota Corolla. <laughs> I'm just saying it. <laughs> it's, I think everybody should have to drive a Corolla. I think that everybody should have to drive a clunker when you first start. My, my brother had an old Toyota Corolla, like an early 80s model, and that thing was pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of fun for me to get her a Corolla. It, it runs fun. very well. Yeah, it does. Very clean. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems Matt to like black. it. Yeah, she likes it a lot. So. Yeah. And we it's got a fun. great deal. Well, speaking of kind of that's that is a little bit of what I wanted to talk about. There's it's funny when I think about like <clears throat> in this day and age, everything's kind of you definitely have the different ages, right? In like social media and everything like I guess that Facebook is old people's Facebook stuff. is for old people. Right. Actually, now Instagram is for old people. What? According to our kids. Are you serious? I mean, they're not even, let's let's face it. Our kids are dorks. They're not even, actually, maybe they're not dorks. I was going to say, because they're not, because they're not on social media, but actually I think they have, they're like ahead of the game. Yeah. Because they're staying away, but Uh. according to their generation, not according to them. So then what's cool? According to their generation, I think TikTok is still the thing. Oh, okay. Well, I'm on that too. And, And Snapchat. I don't do Snapchat. Yeah, I don't Snapchat I don't understand because it's like you put something up and then it just disappears. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't even know whether you can respond to people or whether, I don't know. I have done very little on Snapchat. Yeah. I'm surprised that Twitter's lasted this long. Twitter is something I've never even been, been able to understand or even be interested in. Twitter seems to be kind of the thing that bridges all of them. Mm. You know, politicians are on it. And like young people are on it. Some see, some say that Instagram is kind of the middleman of everything. You know, I think it's funny. I get, I get emails. I don't know why I'm on this list, but it's like connect with this random person on LinkedIn. I know. It's like the most boring. Hey, let's talk about our, <laughs> our job. I know. I on get social media. Yeah. LinkedIn is something I always, um, some people I, really use it still. I do like not they build their network and stuff. I remember I went on it a little while ago because I got one of those notifications and I hadn't changed like where or like my job in like 10 years. <laughs> I was like, uh, clearly that's not the same. Yeah. So, but yeah. So what I was saying is, uh, you know, we're kind of the older generation uh, in a way. Uh, but I, it's funny because I have a YouTube channel where I've put like, workout videos and all of that kind of stuff. I was doing it very consistently and a lot before I got so busy with my business and, and all of that. I have definitely thought about doing, going back onto it and, um, starting kind of like a little reality, like television thing with us. Oh, great. (laughs) No, I have. But then I go. We do have a lot of time on our hands. We have zero time on our hands. We need to fill our time with something. But I think about it and I'm like, um, I just don't know that we have anything to offer. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that younger kids would definitely benefit from listening to old fogies like us. But I'm just saying, like, I really don't think... It's just an interesting I've world seen, now. I've seen some of the family um, channels on YouTube yeah. where like the whole family's in it and it's crazy. Well, yeah, but like, that's for little kids. Yeah, and the, the adults have to act like 
little kids. Crazy kids. I know. Like, we don't, we're not going to do no, that. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I, I've thought, I've thought that it would be really fun. I get, I get these, these emails about cheap old houses and I've, and you're a, you're a carpenter. I've thought it would be really fun to leave everything behind. Again. Start a YouTube channel. No, I love where we live. I'm of course going to say we keep our house, but we just rent it out. We leave everything behind. We go one after the other at these cheap old houses and we redesign these cheap old houses while that can allow me to write full time. Mm. <laughs> Which one of us is making money during that? Uh, we make money from your selling the house. Uh, I thought we weren't going to sell the house. No, no, not this house. The house we redo. The one that we have to buy. Yeah. Oh, gosh. If there's any people out there that would like to invest <laughs> in this uh, dream, that could be a possibility. Mm. We just need like somebody to give us a million dollars. Well. And we could totally do that. Seriously. If somebody's out there listening, <laughs> we could do that. I know. Well, or a million dollars, or maybe two. we just we just start making a YouTube uh, reality tele television show with just our lives. I mean, or we're super busy. You would have to like, or what? you keep writing, <laughs> we keep podcasting, and I keep my nine to five job. I know, but and we just stay the course. I really don't want us to keep our nine to five jobs. Well. I mean, it doesn't have to be forever, but you got to like let some of the dreams that we're already pursuing unfold. Yeah, I know. I know. Speaking of dreams, I just was doing the Audible book for my second book. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is you know how everything goes better the second time around because you know what to do? Yeah, I don't think that's a hard and fast rule for everything. <laughs> of but course. But... I definitely, I learned something and we're not going to have to go through and edit the whole, the whole book. Like we're going to have to do oh, the first yeah. one. Well, you know, it's a part same. of me is like, should I just redo the first one too? And just no. like, you know, it's like eight hours of recording. Oh my gosh. I know. Um, but yeah, that is going to be a kind of a pain to do. Yeah. But you know, it's something we got to do. It is something we got to do. So. I um, have a, a question for you. This is this is out of our book of questions. Okay. What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? Oh. <laughs> did you pre-read this question? No, I didn't. <laughs> I just i I went to the uh, number that oh we're on. Oh my gosh, the most <laughs> the one I most deplore because there's a what lot of them. What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? Oh, isn't it funny that you can come up with? Sorry, yawn. Isn't it funny that you can come up with everybody else has just fallen asleep that's know, listening sorry, to us. Guys. Good job. Isn't it funny that it's really easy to come up with like a ton of things that you don't like about yourself? Yeah. But it's like, tell me something that you love about yourself. And you're like, uh Well, deplore is bad, right? Yes. Okay. You're, you're an author. <laughs> you know that. No, I, I did know that until you said that. And then I was like, wait, am I thinking of deplore as no, the wrong no, no. word? Yeah, I'm saying that like I can tell you all of the negative things that I need to improve well, on. Well, great. That's the question. Go for it. Uh, the, but the most I am. Uh, um, gosh, I don't know. Probably. Um. Being like afraid to take huge chances. 
Yeah. You know? That's the thing you can't stand the most. Yeah, just the um, kind of feeling like, it's kind of like you're being shackled to the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, like you just can't force yourself. Like I, I, I watch movies books you know you hear stories about these amazing people that risk it all yeah and then it pays off and they they do amazing things for for mankind or whatever um and i just don't have that in me yeah i know you would say yes you do (laughs) um but like i look at people who if you look at billionaires right yeah other than people that just inherited it um if you look at billionaires, they're all kind of like crazy risk takers that like come up with new ideas yeah. or or whatever. I just I just don't know how to do that. I mean, I think that's pretty common. I think most people don't know how to do that. But um on on a smaller scale, you know, smaller than billionaire, I just I just don't have the nerve yeah to try something crazy. Like, like try to get an investor to give us a million dollars to go buy a house in Kentucky. Really? Because I, you know what? I've written them all down. So I'm about to go have lunch with all of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Um, you just need, you just need a wife that can do that. And I do have one. And that's, that's why I've, you know, made it as far as I have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's not easy taking chances. We 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 end up talking about this a lot on the podcast, I think. And it's not easy taking chances. Um but I think that I think that one of the things too is as we get older does anybody else feel like there's no time for anything? Does anybody else feel like there's so many things to accomplish? in an in an individual day that like you get you get to the bed and you're like uh as you lay in there i feel like that and i'm like when did that start i think it's a it's a phase that we we aren't just for you and me right now because when we were raising young kids yeah we also had no time but it was because a different kind of thing. All of our time was put into our children. Right. So it's not like we were like, oh, I need to make better use of my time. Like we had to have our jobs and we had to raise our kids. Yeah. But we're kind of looking into the near future of like, okay, our kids are going away. We can start trying new things. And we're like, and we're also in our forties and going, is this what I want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to start pursuing what I would like to do for the next 20 Forever. years. Forever. Yeah. Um, 20, 30, whatever years, um, is it this? Mm-hmm. And if it's not this, then what is it? So we kind of have a lot of our feelers out right now. Right. Trying to, just trying new things, hoping that something takes so that we can kind of ditch the day-to-day, you know. Well, I'll tell you the things that I don't want to do. And it's really just one major thing. And it's funny because... I woke up on, I think it was yesterday morning and, uh, and I just happened to look at my phone for a little bit and I saw this, this book person on TikTok and they were like, 
okay, stop now. If you're an author, this is how you, this is, I always get a spike in my sales by doing this. And then she laid it out and it's this long video of like how you get book sales and book spikes. And I don't know if there's other authors out there like me or other artists out there like me that I, I was, I looked at it. I saved it. I was like, okay, I'll do it. You know, all that. But there's just so there's something so deep in me that I the game it's the same thing as like like relationships when people when I have friends that are single and I watch them do the dating thing there's so many games they play yeah there's so there's I mean the games they play with the with each other like within the first oh I'm not going to call him yet like I uh, no I need I need to make sure that he's really thinking about calling me you know I these so when it comes down to like you know how far do you sell your soul yeah. rather in order to get more sales and all of that how far do you sell your soul versus just rely on the fact of hard work and also just a trust and a faith, uh, you know, in God and the universe and whatever it is that you believe in, trust and a faith that whatever it is your your is your divine purpose will come together. How much is gameplay? How much is luck? How much is actually getting into, uh, you know, your hard work? Yeah, and I think a big part of it, a crucial part of it, is putting out a good product. Yeah. Because I think there are some some people out there that have the drive. Yes, but that's- Hold on, a, let, me, let me finish okay. what I'm saying. All right. I think that there are people out there that have that drive, but they're just they're just pushing crap. Yeah. And crap begets crap, you know? Yeah. I think that there are a lot, probably just uncountable amounts of people that do put out good product that are never- Right. That never turn into anything. Yeah. But that's why you have to have perseverance. You do. And you got to keep keep working. You have to keep evolving. Yeah. Um, adjust. Well, and here's you know? the thing. If you're listening and you're, you happen to be somebody who could support artists and authors and things like that, we rely on building an audience. So we rely on people saying, hey, I have this book that's awesome. I've loved it. The second book is coming out. The third book is out, blah, blah, blah. I have this this amazing uh, person that I know that's done this. So please buy this, you know. Um, I had this interesting uh, experience where somebody I knew, uh, somebody I knew chose my book to be in a book club. And it's just an interesting story because um, my person loved the book and bought the book. And then the, one of her, their friends had it in a book club and that person asked my the person I know to use their book instead of buying the book. Right. The book is $15, right? Yeah. If that. You can and actually buy it. this person is not broke. Oh, the person is actually very rich. And so I found it really strange that somebody was... And, and not to say this to be mean to anybody, this is to say to be aware that it, you know, that is, I know and understand when you don't want to buy something because you don't know if you're going to like it. But just think about the person who created that product. 
It took them years and years and years of working and working really hard. I mean, how many edits, Ben, did I do to the Out of Shadows over the years? Uh, both of us did them. Oh, yeah, my tons. gosh. Tons and tons and tons. And as, as I've gotten better and actually as the books have, have grown in the depths of the storyline, like I was just reading the second book in Audible and I was just telling you how much better it is I feel than even the second one I mean the first one and then the second one's even I feel even better than the than both the first and the second but it's it's because it's taken me time and it's taken me effort and I've put a lot of time and effort away from my kids away from my family away and and during owning a business yeah I I think that that those kind of people rich or poor they're just like that it's the same people that don't tip well, I you have know. had people who don't have a lot of money buy 10 of my books to, to hand it out. Right. It's just like, you know, I, I'm saying this for all artists, not me. I'm not saying this for myself. I'm saying this for everybody. If you know somebody who is an artist or who is an author or whatever, same thing in my mind, you want to support them by putting effort and time into branching their business out. Like tell people about it and share and all of that kind of stuff. That I, experienced, helps. I experienced that when I was a photographer. Yeah. A lot of people being like, hey, uh, do you want to like trade you can take pictures of me and I will put your name on them on my social media page. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, no. Yeah. Because that's, that doesn't pay, pay my bills. Yeah. It's um, about paying the bills and it's about giving people the possibility of doing something that they love rather than having to do four different jobs in order to do what they love. Yeah. You know? So it's just interesting. Um, I think that there's, I think that going back to the question and back to what you think, it's no doubt in my mind, of course, people walk around with a lot of fear and that's the reason because it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of perseverance and it takes a lot of people buying or um, not buying your book, but asking somebody to borrow it when they're rich. It's like you look at that and you go, then why am I doing this? Like what, why am I putting so much effort towards something that I think is going to be good in the world and give everybody, you know, entertainment when I have people out there not even willing to slap down 10 bucks or $15, you know? Yeah, if you don't have the money, I mean, I'll, I'll give the book to you if you don't have the money. But if you have the money, it's just an interesting process. So I get it. I, that's a, it's a... Yeah, pry open the wallet, people. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. bunch I of mean, Fred Mertz is out there. Fred Mertz. I mean, we're, and obviously it's all situational and we're not out to say like anything. It just kind of led into that. I'm saying all of it. (laughs) Tired of tippy toeing around people's feelings. I know. It's true. It's true. Well, let's see. The trait I. What is yours that you. uh, The trait I most deplore in myself. I can um, give you a few about you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I got a list here. I bet you anything. <laughs> I've been keeping a list for a long time. I bet you anything that our mine and yours would probably be similar. Okay, what's what, yours? Uh, no, I don't mean like, I mean what you think of me would probably be similar to what I already think of myself. Oh. Don't you think that that's pretty uh, true? I don't know. I we'll think find out when true. you say it. Um, I, I think that the thing I deplore about myself is sometimes... Um, 
uh, how, how I can't turn my brain off at times. Yeah. I, because it, it does on one hand, that is the reason between or behind entrepreneurship. That's the reason behind art. That's the reason behind like doing all of these things and not having the fear to ask those people and all of that. Or uh, shaking your husband awake at 1 a.m. asking him <laughs> a mundane question that you could wait till tomorrow. I could not. Here's the thing. Okay, so I woke Ben up last night at 1230 because of a certain business question because it's just a long story. But I asked him about my business because it's his part of the business that he does for me. So it's funny because I was laying there for so long going, don't ask him, don't ask him, don't, don't ask him. But then I finally was like, if I don't ask and I don't figure this out, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to have zero sleep and you fall asleep. If you were one of those people that woke up in the middle of the night and then couldn't ever fall back I'm kind of getting that way though. That's Are the you? problem. Yeah. Oh, well, I then laid maybe, awake for a long time. <gasps> then maybe I'm going to have to stop asking you those yeah, things. Yeah, I laid awake because that it was about something where we're renewing some contracts. Yes. Um, and we have to go through all of these like clauses and stuff. And you yep. were asking me if there was a specific thing in there that was added that we had last time. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know, especially but you don't know what? Know at you midnight. You said the right thing. You said the right thing, and then my mind, my mind left it. But what I did also, I, say? I was asleep. Well, it doesn't matter because you said the right thing, whether it was true or not. You said, "Oh, that you hadn't." I had thought you had sent in the contracts already. Oh yeah, I had not signed anything, and you had not signed anything. So yeah. I was like, "Oh well, then I'm not going to worry about it." I had right. thought you had already signed it. And, um, but anyway, so <laughs> I got up and left the room because I was like, it's 1230. I've woken up in the middle of the night. I'm not tired because my brain is going crazy. So I'm just going to go in the room. And I ended up putting on this stupid movie with JLo and, and, uh, Owen Wilson. And I was like, oh man, this is, Did that put you to sleep. Ugh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we need to get you some heavy drugs. <laughs> no, I will something. tell you, CBD oil has definitely Yeah, worked. you need to be popping those things. Yeah, I just can't have it for because of, of something I'm doing this weekend, like a little medical thing. But I, it's funny because I like love that stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, you should try the real stuff. Oh, man. Just kidding. No, I don't. I, it doesn't, if you don't need it, if the yeah. CBD oil does enough and that CBD oil knocks me out. It it works for me too. Yeah. Definitely. So, well, I, you know, I would say that that's what I deplore about myself the most is that, is that or how much I have cared. I am definitely better at this now, but how much I have allowed other people's opinions to kind of guide me. Oh yeah. That's one for me too. I yeah. hate that. I hate it. I wish I could just tell somebody, you know what? F you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> No, not in so many words, but I do. No, like, I get what you're saying. I wish I was better. You wish at, it for yourself. You I wish that you could. Yeah, for yeah, me. That yeah, you could not stand for you. Up. I wish I was better at standing my ground. Yeah. Um, it, It's kind of a, it, but it's a catch 22 because that's partly, I think, why you and I work well together. Yeah. Because honestly, like, I, I just don't need something so badly that I'm willing to force it on somebody else. Yeah. Even anywhere, you mm -hmm. know? where it gets me in trouble is it's hard to lead like that when yeah. you're, cause it, it comes across as indecisive, you know, yeah. as, as a leader, you have to be decisive and you have yeah. to say, this is the way we're doing it and you need to follow. 
I, you know, as a leader, I, you know, in the different places that I've managed and then owning my business now and the people that I, I kind of walk through this business with, um, I, there's, I don't, I don't know. There's nothing about being, it's more about the people like the contract and the things like that, that I wish I could just ask for what I want rather than being like scared that anything's going to happen. And I should just trust and rely that whatever is meant to be will be whether I put myself out there or not, you yeah. know? You know what's funny is I can come up with a lot of things I deplore about myself, but I don't think I deplore anything I know, about me too. anybody else. I know, me too. I knew exactly what you are going to say. Yep, I agree with that. I mean, there are some people in the world that I deplore. <laughs> I don't know them personally. Nope. Um, which gives me the right to deplore them. Yep. Right? Uh, does it? Uh, That's an interesting sentence. I don't know. It was a joke. Yeah, but it was interesting. But um, yeah, anybody I actually know, I don't deplore anything about them. There, there can be some annoying things about them. Yeah. But deplore is a pretty... It's a pretty big word. Pretty rough word. It is a rough word. Like it's hate. I know. To me, deplore means hate. Yeah, and I just, I feel like you and I have gotten to a place where I, I don't really hate anything about myself or anybody mm, else. I haven't gotten there. Really? Yeah. Oh, babe. Well, I don't hate anything about you. I don't hate anything about you, but I hate a lot about myself. Oh, stop it. No, you don't. Sure I do. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't like hold me down. No. It's just frustrating when it happens. You're like, geez, why do I do that? Why am I like that? Yeah. I, you know, we all have it. Yeah. We all have it. It's, but you know, I think we're going to wrap this one up, but I was, I was kind of thinking about going back really quick to that. <clears throat> I'd love to hear anybody's opinion on kind of my feelings yesterday about, about that person on TikTok kind of giving you the exact things and, and all that. And what's funny is I've done those things before on TikTok for the book and, you know, it hasn't done a whole of a, a whole lot. And so the question is, is I, I am curious whether people think it's more, it's less about playing the game. If it makes you unhappy playing the game, should you just stick with hard work and perseverance, you know, versus this whole social media stuff of playing the game and constantly trying to do that? Or is that part of perseverance if you can if you can be okay with yourself and doing it yeah I don't, I don't think copying anybody's gonna re you know reap the same results i think you'd be shocked at, at, at some of that stuff but yeah i know i don't know you gotta you gotta find your own thing you gotta ha have your own voice yeah yeah for sure well please support your artists your um people who really need support even down to businesses small businesses you know i yeah. have i've had i have some amazing people that have supported me for a long time in this in my business and uh it gets people through and that's it's really important to remember when you're helping support and like I know you and I always think about that when we're trying to support other people. For sure. Even in like canceling on like, you know, somebody who is going to like fix our car, clean the house or, you know, whatever. Right. We think very carefully before we cancel because that's, that's a big deal for someone, you know? Yeah. And you don't really know that unless you've experienced it. Yeah. And we've, true. we've definitely experienced it. So we get it. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, I hope you guys have a great week and we will see you next week. 